Hello there and welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host. And today we are going to introduce you to Xenia Wignan, who comes from Ontario, Canada. Her purpose in life is coaching and empowering women to be the best version of themselves. And it has not always been the case. She started by wanting to make the world a better place, to, work, to, to try to work for the UN and to to really uh, work for world peace. And then she lost her vision, the mental vision, you know, the vision board. He, she lost her vision and um, ended up with a bad relationship with someone who was mentally sick, ill. And uh, she still married that person went through domestic violence, abuse of all kinds of sort. She got three amazing boys uh, who are now teenagers and pre-teenagers. And um, she is still, because that is something that has been constant throughout her life, the 22 last years, she is a social worker helping people find their ways. So today we're going to focus on the topic from uncertainty and struggle to success. Xenia, I'm super happy to have you here today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you. Um, I, lo I love sharing my story because, you know, when I think back at when I was a younger Xenia, <laughs> that's what I say. I had this drive and this mission and this vision to I wanted to see world peace so I remember my um my teacher my math teacher I was very good at math I was in the enriched math program what they called it in my high school but he wanted everybody in his class to go into engineering to go into math and I told him I'm taking international relations and he almost threw me out of his class. <laughs> so, and, and I said, I don't care. I, I'm going to work at the United Nations. That was my goal towards world peace because it really, really hurt me um, seeing all the poverty, all the war, all the struggles, people being needlessly hurt and killed. And that was what I wanted to do with my life. So um, I ended up taking international relations. And what happened was uh, probably around my second year of university, I decided I wanted nothing to do with politics. I wanted nothing to do with uh, becoming a politician or anything in that area because I saw that it wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. It wasn't something that I felt would result in world peace. It's me working in a huge organization like that. But I did complete my degree because I really, to be honest, had no other idea what to do with my life at this point. So fast forward um, five, six years, I ended up uh, meeting somebody still kind of just walking around life not knowing what I wanted to do so 
it was, you know, it was a good time, I guess, I thought to get married and have kids. And um, that's what I did. I always also wanted kids and have and then be a mom. I wanted to be a mom. So I did and I ended up having the three biggest blessings in my life. My three boys um, who are now 16, 14 and nine, as you mentioned. Um, and I went through a lot of turmoil, but what I learned from that relationship, it was very abusive. My children had to see a lot mentally abusive, physically abusive, emotionally abusive. Um, there's a lot of trauma that comes with being, you know, a lot of trauma that I've had to work through afterwards. But I basically had to put, when our, when our relationship ended, I basically had to put the focus on my boys because I wanted them to be healthy emotionally and mentally. And once I was, once I realized that they were okay, then I started to revisit, wait a minute, what happened to that spark? Who am I? Where am I headed? Am I supposed to be doing something other than, you know, my job of being a mom and being an employee? Uh, loving my job that I'm helping people. But at the same time, I still felt like there was more for me to do. There was something for me to do, a, a specific purpose. So I actually thought about going back to law school. Uh, for a moment in time and then I thought no I'm 40 some I can't do that right now I don't have time and I have a full-time job so um accidentally fell into network marketing which got me very quickly into the self-development space um and then I ended up you know really looking at myself and discovering who I am and digging deep into my self-image and what I'm here to do. Um, my power, my power, which comes from my soul's mission, is how I put it. So what I ended up doing is, and I'm still studying, I really believe that as a, in the self-development human potential area, there is, it's a never-ending study of you know finding your zone of genius finding your purpose finding your mission so it's become my mission to empower women to find their zone of genius to find their purpose to find their mission because what i found is that is the best way to bring peace and happiness and love into this world on earth that we are living right now into our world, into our universe is to help women reach that level of prosperity, which doesn't just mean money in the bank, but it, it does include that because that's the way our life goes around. You know, that's the way our life works right now. If you don't have enough money, then you are in lack or limitation about things you can do and things you can to improve your life. But that level of prosperity, that level of freedom, if a woman wants to stay at home or go 
or pursue her career. That is a choice that we have and that we should have and is our birthright. But in a lot of instances, that's, that doesn't, that's not the reality. And in studying the power of the mind in human potential, I've realized that you can create your own reality. You can absolutely create your own reality. I see miracles happen in my life and in friends' lives every single day. What we would perceive as miracles, but it's because of their focused attention on their vision. So in helping other people find their vision, my vision has become extremely clear and grows every single day. And it's absolutely like I, I, I can feel my heart right now just ready to explode because I have so much passion for what I'm doing and for the people that I'm helping. It's just an absolutely beautiful, beautiful thing that when you realize your potential, your zone of genius, your mission, your purpose in life. Gorgeous. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for opening up that way. It's so, so important. You know, um, in, in this conversation, in these episodes, the goal is really to give hope and to empower women, but actually any gender quadrants. Because abuse is not just against women, it's against any person. And when a person is struggling in an abusive relationship of whatever kind, doesn't have to be the partner, the life partner, maybe anything else. But when someone is struggling in the abuse, there is, there is something that has to happen in order for them to break free. For you, what made you shift to go from that abusive relationship to leaving him with your kids, starting over your whole life? Oh, that's a tough question because I don't know if I've ever spoken about this. <laughs> but um, what finally did it for me was um, my, my middle son almost, there, there was they started learning his violence and um, they started to mimic their his behavior. And um, I saw a lot of disrespect for myself, my mother, and even his mother, so both grandmothers. But what finally did it is um, there was one of my sons was chasing the other one around with a knife. Mm a very sharp knife. And I, of course, being a mom, ran in between them and almost, you know, and then he felt horrible and wouldn't come out of his room because he hurt me. And it was just such a chaotic, you know, you didn't know. They had so much emotional turmoil, anger, fear, confusion. Um, they wanted to defend me all the time. They were getting in between me and him. And then here, I almost got hurt because of their anger and how they were behaving. Um, 
in the I didn't care about me, but I I that enough was enough. The emotional turmoil and that was the last straw. That it wasn't the physical act of, you know, which should have been enough, but it wasn't that physical act, but knowing that he felt horrible for doing that and they were so confused that they would get to that point of anger that they would pick up a knife. That's what that's what did it. That was yeah. the end. Yes, I totally understand that. I really commend you for having finally taken one of the elements, one of the events that was bad enough to trigger you to make the right decision for you and your kids to finally calm down the whole turmoil, to finally give them a safe environment, to finally address what was going on in their own emotions. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I would like to add something because I know I struggled this, with this for years, um, is, and, I, and I've had people ask me, you know, why, why did you stay in it to that point? Why didn't you get out sooner? Like, did you not have, you know, did you not? And, and you, I don't know why. I mean, in a codependent relationship, I've gone to, you know, I've learned about all of that, but really, I don't know why. I, I always thought it was going to get better. I thought maybe it was better than, you know, having a divorce, you know, everybody, you know, there's a stigma. Um, you know, of course, he told me everything was going to get better. It made me feel like it was my fault. Everything was my fault because I never cleaned the junk drawer. <laughs> you know, so like absolutely ridiculous. But when you're in, in that type of relationship, you're just spinning. You don't know. You have you don't have your feet on the ground. And I think it was until I said to myself, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why I stayed that long. I did. I have to forgive myself and let that go. I, I can't feel guilty anymore about allowing my kids to see what they saw. I can't feel guilty anymore for not having any sense of self-worth. At that I time. can't, yeah, I have to, I can't feel guilty about not knowing why I stayed or why I stayed um, in that type of a situation with my kids. I had to let that go and forgive myself. And I think that's extremely important. And um, until I forgave myself and I let that go, I was bringing on the same types of relationships. Even at work, I found that I was, I had, I was in almost a similar situation, except for it wasn't my spouse, but it was a supervisor. I put an end to that really quickly <laughs> because I recognized it. But it wasn't until I forgave myself and I decided it doesn't matter what happened in the past, I am worth more now. So I think a lot of women, that is a first step is to forgive themselves for allowing for allowing it because you're confused. You don't know what's going on. You married somebody or are in a relationship with somebody that you think, you know, is a loving relationship and a supportive relationship. And then these things start to happen and they make you feel like it's all you. You're crazy. You are not a good mom. You are not a good 
spouse, you are not a good housekeeper, you are not a good driver, everything, you are not good at anything, you know, so as soon as I started recognizing that in, in a person at work that was a supervisor, I put an end to it right away. And it wasn't until I forgave myself for allowing myself in that situation with their father. Absolutely, that is true. It's so true. All those warning signs, when you, start, when you feel that the other person makes you feel less in so many areas. And indeed, just like not cleaning up the junk drawer. I know it can be little things, but those little things, when they are handled by someone who has this mental condition, is, is blown out of proportion. And that becomes the reason why you are the worst person on earth. And that is it, because from that perspective, from that sick mind, there is this um, stereotype and there is become a projection screen for their perspective, their distorted vision of the world. Their reality is not the reality. It is their lenses with a certain mental condition and there are a a plethora of them. There There are many, 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 many different different mental conditions possible Mm -hmm. but there is something that comes back often in abusive relationship is when as a victim during the relationship you feel less you feel guilty you feel it's your fault you feel you are responsible you feel you're not good enough and you feel that you have to stay to make up for it because you have to repair all the bad that you did. And that mindset in itself is a mindset of a victim. And when you can shift that around and decide that, okay, enough is enough. We have to stop that now, it's too much. And the question is, what are you going to do now? And so what yeah, are you going to do now? Yeah. Now what am I going to do? And now what? I had these um, three beautiful boys that I had to be strong for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was a lot of financial things going on too. So I had mm-hmm. a huge amount of debt that he left me in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was worried about losing our home. I was worried about losing my vehicle. I was, you know, worried about putting food on the table Mm -hmm. so I did what I had to do and to be honest I did a I did a consumer proposal which is almost like a bankruptcy um because the debt was his mate the debt was his all his but it was in my name because Mm -hmm. because you gave your name for him (laughs) because he was not eligible to take on a debt on his name of course but I still had to pay the mortgage and you know, my car payment, and I still had to put food on the table and keep the lights on. So I couldn't pay his debt when he was, had disappeared, right? Well, after he realized that he could no longer come home. I'll tell you a funny little story. And this gave me a lot of power and a lot of fun power. Fun okay. power. So it made it light a little bit. Let's go so for there it. was always, 
one of one of his things, like you said, there was there were so many little. It could be the smallest little thing. So I would put the sunscreen in a in the back window, so we could grab it. I could grab it when the boys were little. All summer, it would be in the back window in a little cubby area. So um, every September, October, November, the sunscreen would still be there. It wasn't bothering anybody except for him. So I was a terrible, terrible mom, a terrible person because the sunscreen is still there. Well, so after he left, after he left, I left the sunscreen there for two years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All year round. And I, and it was, I never used it. I just left it there as a symbol. It was empowering and it was fun. I smiled every time I looked at that sunscreen. I can still visualize it because I finally threw it away because, you know, it's, it got very... <laughs> it becomes oily and sinks. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it served its purpose. Uh, but, th- you know, the smallest little things can just... Whatever, can make, whatever makes you smile. Looking at your child when they come home and they smile. Because I, I didn't see them smile for a very, very, very long time. Um, they were always scared. They were always um, very angry, uh, defensive. Um, and when I started seeing them be kids again and carefree, that made me smile. But yeah, I wanted to tell you that story about the sunscreen because it made me smile every single every day. Every single time. time. I leave the house and come back. So whatever works for you to get out of that feeling of victim, that gave me power. Mm-hmm. Definitely does. Definitely does. And you know, this little story of the sunscreen, actually the meaning given to it makes you the way you feel. Makes you feel the way you feel. If the meaning of it is, A, I'm the best mom ever because I always have sunscreen in my car, anytime. Because you know how it is? You can go on a trip, forget about the sunscreen. Now you, de- you, you go down the coast, it's, it's 80 degrees uh, Fahrenheit or it's 35 degrees or 30 degrees uh, Celsius. When you are at the ocean, it's like, okay, we need some sunscreen. Hey, you know what? I know we are in December. Let's put some sunscreen on. Okay, kids, come back. And you have it. You are the best mom in the, on the earth to think about that. So instead of allowing someone with a, with a distorted vision of the world, project on you and, and call your name and, and, and put label on you, bad label, bad names, for caring for the unexpected. You change the meaning and you say, no, 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 no. I'm the best because I'm caring for the unexpected. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean... And it can no serve other purpose. Yeah. It can no serve matter, other purpose. No matter what you have to do, and I always, I, I, I talk to my clients about this, no matter what you have to do, even if you have to brainwash yourself. Yes. We spend our whole lives with people telling, like people always said to me, you're a good mom. You're good at volleyball. You have natural skill at cooking. And that is who I became. 
Uh, you're not good at gardening. You are, you know, it, whatever. Sometimes it's like uh, something that my friend's dad said when I was 15 years old. But those things stick in your brain. You, you, I love it. it says Jay Shetty. I think somebody said it, but I heard it from Jay Shetty. It said, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Like we, are, we, we have to get to the point where we determine who we are. And it's not until, and no matter what your background, I mean, I went from having a clear vision, that falling apart because I wanted nothing to do with politics, is then completely going into a life of chaos, <laughs> you know, while trying to hold together a family, to that falling apart and me releasing it, and then taking care of my children, my hum my little humans that I, you know, that I brought into this world, and to becoming an empower to finding my purpose, to finding my mission, to finding my zone of genius. And then determining this is what my mission is. So it's possible for anybody. It's not your struggle. Use your struggles to create the life that you want. Mm -hmm. A life of freedom, a life of peace. And so it's the most important message to really pass along. Life is so much better when you break free from abuse it is not scarier it is freer it is freedom. more free it is freedom it is not death it is not danger it is freedom it is the possibility to listen to the silence and not to the scream and the yelling it's a possibility to listen to your heart to yourself it's a possibility you open up a universe of possibilities that you had no idea existed, but always has been there, but you just didn't know about it. And the fact of freeing yourself from an abusive relationship of any kind of any sort allows you to discover the world. Yeah. And when you do that, this is when you discover how to stand in your truth, in your identity, in your power, cultivating self-love, self-confidence, and self-esteem. And all of that becomes a wonderful, blossoming, amazing life. This is why instead of just cutting or, or, or committing suicide or anything because you don't see any other exit as I did not see any other exit. Trust that there is something so much better if you stay alive and you go through the transition. After is much better, much better. And hold on very tight to your dream of much better particularly during the three weeks just when you left, because this is when there is a more relapse 
of those who succeeded leaving come back during the three first weeks because this is when you are the most lost because this is when you just don't know where you go and what you do and, and what's going on yeah um i i was scared i was scared i mean there was violence after he left and i was scared and i um had my cousin sleep over a couple uh, of weeks and then he had he made some like bars for the doors and everything and I locked my bedroom and had all three boys sleep in there in my bed with me so I could lock the door and keep them with me. But um, there was there was moments where I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Exactly. And honestly, I relied on my friends that, you know, were there for me and knew what was going on. So I got strength from just talking to them and saying, you know, this and that. And then, of course, they said, you know, oh, how dare he do that? Or how dare he? You're better off without him. And that reassured me. So talk to people. Yes, talk to people. What, what, what these, what these, what these, um, it, it was my ex husband was a narcissist. So what they do is, they exclude you. They, they make you feel like you're all alone in this bubble. Yes. And they're the only people that nobody else likes. My, he actually said to me one day, because my father passed away when I was 13 years old. He said to me, if you, even your dad didn't love you, he wouldn't have. And my dad didn't, kill, didn't commit suicide. He passed away from natural causes. Um. He said to me one day, your dad wouldn't have died and left you if you meant anything to him. And I, I, I was, I felt that I, I felt, well, how does that work? Like, but I felt so sad, like that what he was saying was true, but it's not true because he died of a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) It was a natural cause. He did, you know, but that was his mentality and I actually felt that emotionally like I don't have a dad maybe I'm not worth it but when you think back what kind of a state of mind was I in that I would actually believe something like that that he said to me you probably had no self-worth already when you heard that one and this is why that resonated with you and that landed in a fertile soil in your heart because of very low self-esteem because that that narcissistic man already had destroyed all level of self-confidence self-esteem self-love self-everything self-image yeah yeah and when you were at the bottom this is when he could give like one of the one more one more okay so no and and this is this is fully, completely wrong. It is not okay. It is wrong. It is wrong. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that once I agree with you, I don't think any, I know nobody, no matter what, ever deserves to be in that situation. Yeah. But if you are in that situation or you have been in that situation, 
after a certain amount of time, after a certain amount of healing, what helped me out a lot is seeing what I went through as a blessing. Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't for that blessing, if it wasn't for all of that that happened to me and everything that I went through and the turmoil and the trauma, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't that be is true. helping other people and helping other women mm-hmm. and empower them to see their true potential. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the fact of doing that is so rewarding in so many ways. So, Ksenia, how can people reach out to you? Okay, so it's Xenia Wignan on Facebook, also on Instagram. Um, and I have my email address. I believe you have it there. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, going to put all of that into the description. So basically, okay. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn as well, or not really? I'm on LinkedIn, yeah. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn, uh, I'm also on Twitter and uh, TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Some people might be on there. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'm happy to, I always check my um, hidden messages or other messages on yes. Facebook. So um, any way you want to reach out, I'm happy to uh, have a chat. And, you know, I just want nobody should ever go through what I went through and if you're at the point where you need I've done so much healing Mm -hmm. um, and helped my kids go through things Mm -hmm. and you know maybe if I can get some advice or you know some kind of um, what helped me out what helped my boys out I'm happy to share Definitely. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on board. Thank you for standing in your identity, in your truth, in your power. Thank you for really coming with self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem to really bring that gift to the world, to our listeners. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's so important. Really appreciate you a lot, Xenia. Okay. Thank you so much. And talk to you next time.